Welcome to Origin Gate. This is Wisdom's Echo with your thought for the day. My name is Lindy Masters. So good to be with you. Today I'm going to carry on with the thread of thought that I had in my last talk with you, which was calling those things that do not exist as though they exist according to Romans 4, 17 and 18, speaking about Abraham and how Abraham did not waver according to his faith, but he didn't waver according to what looked like the natural, but believed and did not doubt that which Yahweh had for him. And today I want to again speak about uh, how we govern our cities and our streets, our homes, our finances, our businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Because if, you know, we can do all these things and be engaging in heaven and see all these crazy things that we might be seeing and angelic and all the beautiful things he always got for us. But if we haven't learned to govern around us, our home and our cities, our neighborhoods, then really speaking for me, the reflection from heaven into my, my city or into my just let's start with my street. If it doesn't reflect heaven, then I can't really say that I'm governing my city because I need to be able to govern my street well. I drove around a while ago. You know, we've had uh, in, in Durban, South Africa, where I am currently on holiday, um, we, we've we um, had a terrible flood, I think the worst in 100 years. And, and so there's a lot of damage that's been done. And unfortunately, not much funding was made available to fix the infrastructure. And so we still have what looks like, you know, damage and, and parts of roads that are still uh, turned all over the place. And slowly but surely, it's getting fixed. And 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 there have been things that have, you know, happened and transpired in the country. Um, but we've been learning to govern over our um, area of Durban in South Africa, our sort of um, – well, our street to start with and then the area that we live in. And we drove recently to another area to go and see some stuff in town and oh, it looked so bad, man. And I was like, oh, goodness gracious me. I think the people in, in our area need to stop complaining and maybe drive out a little bit and look around the city because we're looking good. We're looking good. This is amazing. And so um, I want to encourage you today about how to govern in these areas. And again, looking at Romans 4, 17 and 18, calling that which does not exist as though it exists. I encourage my people to always, to, you know, when are you going to walk around just your, your neighborhood? When are you going to walk around your suburb and do something about it? When are you going to do a prayer walk, just praying in the spirit? And you could put a bit of oil down, laying, you know, hands on things and just begin to bring this thing into government, your government, the government of heaven that flows through you. When are you going to do this? Because you can live, we just get grumpy and go, well, my house is fine. My my, my house, you know, outside is within my walls of my, my fence is fine, but the rest, well, it's not my business. The government is ridiculous and they're not doing their job. Well, actually, it's a reflection of you too. You know, your government's a reflection of your other lack or, 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 or you know, mess up of, of how you've governed your own country. And so, you know, living in this place of above and, and not below, above the sun and not below the sun, we have to turn our attention to our areas and begin to say, Father, if this is a reflection of me, then how do I fix this? And it is a reflection because I love Romans chapter 8. And it says, um, verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. The earnest expectation of the creation, let's take the word creation out, the earnest expectation of your suburb eagerly waits for the revealing of you, the son of God. For the suburb, 
creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the suburb or creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole of creation or your suburb, your city, your town, your country groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Verse 23 says, not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. Remember seeing those things which be not as though they are. But for why does one still hope for what he sees? You can see it, then why would you hope? Your neighbor's in good condition, why would you hope? But we hope for what we do not see. We eagerly await for it with perseverance. Now, you might be living in a marvelous Western country where your neighborhood is in perfect condition, and I'm really happy for you, but there's a whole lot of us who do not. And some of you might be saying, well, my neighborhood looks fine. The garbage is collected. The the curbs are are neat and tidy. The street is clean. We don't have any potholes. We we don't have, you know, a mess in our cities. And I understand that, but I sometimes drive through some of these Western countries and in other parts, you've got so many people living as vagrants, living under bridges. Homelessness is, is for me at the moment, at the peak of something outside of the Second World War. And so we've got so much going on right now. And so how do we govern this? How do we work in a way that it, it begins to get good government? Not to go, shut the borders, keep them out. That's not how we do that. How we do it is bring in government, Yahweh, so that we can process and handle what's going on around the world. In in Europe at the moment, there is so much migration of people they've not seen it since the Second World War. You can't build gates and fences and walls to keep that out. So what do we do? We say, Father, help us to govern so that they're integrated well and that we do this well so that economically countries can do well. They can do well. There are scriptures that speak about taking in the foreigner and that we need to do that because that's when God begins to bring prosperity. Now, I'm not getting into politics. I'm just reading scripture to you. And we need to stay and stand firm in the promises that God has given to us. And he says in Romans chapter 8 that we, the whole of creation is groaning and waiting with labors with birth pangs together until now. So creation does groan and wait for sons to step up to the plate. So recently, and I've spoken before about the sewage that was pouring out of a hole in the ground in my road opposite my house, next to my house. Honestly, it was really a smelly affair. And recently, there was, um, just before I got back to South Africa, there was in the same road, but at the top of the road, and this is my road, this is my neighborhood, this is my suburb, this is my part of creation right now that I'm governing, um, there was a hole that developed in the road that was so deep my son could put his hand right into it. And it was a sinkhole, it wasn't a pothole, it was a sinkhole, it just sunk. And we live on a sand dune to to all intents and purposes, and uh, there are sort of different holes underneath the ground. So this sinkhole appeared, and it was really dangerous because at this point, if it got big enough, a car could fall into it. And we began to like call the relevant people to come and fill the sinkhole, and eventually they came to fill it. it took a while, but not too long. And they filled it, took out the tar, filled it up, um, and they left, and then we never saw them again. So now we had a big hole that was covered in with sand 
and there was no tarp put back on it. And so the more the rain came and the more the cars, and we're in a rainy season, and so the more the cars drove over it, the more it began to be like a pothole and it began to be just impossible to drive over. And I was getting so frustrated. I said, Lord, really, if it's not one thing, then it's the next thing. And I stood there and I, and I, I was in my car and I stopped the car and I rolled down my window and I looked at this huge filled-in sinkhole that was now a mess. And I looked at it and I just said, Father, I'm going to go on the same premise I did when there was sewage. If there is a sinkhole in me, because if this is a reflection, this road, I'm the only residential road that faces this road. They really could say this is part of my address. I said, if this road is a reflection of me, and I'm governing and say I'm governing in the realms of the kingdom, but this road is a mess, there's sewage pouring out, there's stuff and rubbish everywhere, then really I'm not doing anything, Father. Um, it's, it's pie in the sky and it's not steak on the plate. And so I looked at this hole and I said, Father, if there is a hole in my life, a sinkhole in my life, I want you to show me what it is so that I can repent and shut it. And immediately the father told me what it was. And he told me that I had created a bottomless pit like a sinkhole of enabling someone. I was enabling them financially. I was enabling them so they didn't get a job. I was enabling them so that they didn't get on their feet and become a viable um, member of society who was you know, making money and, and, and getting on with his life. And, and the Lord showed me that this bottomless pit was like a sinkhole within me. And because I'm compassionate and because I have a you know heart for the situation, I didn't I knew it was a problem, but I didn't really want to deal with it. And I just said, right there, Father, I repent. I repent for having a bottomless pit, a sinkhole of enabling. I want to empower and not to enable. Help me to empower and not to enable. And I began to pray and I just went into the courts and I, I dealt with it. I got rid of the accusation of the enemy and I used these this, this, these divorce papers and said, I will not um, be subjected to this sinkhole in my life any longer. This is not good. You know, whenever you enable anyone, your children, um, people that you care for, in my case, it was someone that I've chosen to look after. And whenever you enable people like this, it actually has negative consequences for you. And it's not for them. Well, it is for them too because they never actually get out and do what they're supposed to do because they know you'll bail them out. Um, you have to come to a place of knowing that actually it creates drama and consequences in your life, not necessarily always this, in your life. And so things start going wrong and finances can start getting out of control and things can just get a little weird. And it's because you've got a sinkhole in your life. And some of you have today to have to today look at your situation and say, am I enabling my adult children by constantly bailing them out, by constantly giving them what they want and not making them stand on their own two feet? My mom was fantastic at going, uh, mom, I don't have this. I don't have the money for this. And she'd go, well, I'm sure it'll be okay. You'll find it. And I go, why don't you just give it to me? And she would never do it because she knew I'd find a way and I did. I don't even know how, but every time I found a way and it worked and then she was right. And so I became a functioning whole member of both society and the realms of the kingdom because I had a mother who wouldn't enable me ever. And so I prayed this prayer and I said, Father, from today, I repent. I got hold of that person. I said, from today, this is how this is going to go down. Um, I love you dearly, but this is, you're now this age and I can no longer do this. And they looked at me very calmly and said, you're absolutely right. Thank you. And you know, I kid you not, 
Within two days, the government department was there and they were tarring up the sinkhole. I kid you not. And I just thought, wow, how stupid can I be and still breathe? Come on now. I need to learn how to understand this whole thing of creation groaning and waiting for the manifestation. Lindy, your your street is waiting for you to manifest. You you know, you need to start doing this this job. You need to know that it is waiting for the revealing of you as a son, not just what you're doing in the realms of the kingdom, but here on the face of the earth as well. And I want to encourage you to walk around your neighborhood and do the same thing. Pray, not, don't pray your will, pray the will of the Father. Pray in tongues if you don't know what to pray. I never pray people out. We had a, a brothel, high-end brothel at the end of our street when we first moved here. And I just thought, oh, heck no, not on my watch, not on my watch. And so we used to stand across the road in the in the bus depot sort of stand place where you could stand. And we'd stand and we'd look at this this brothel and just pray in the Spirit, just pray in the Spirit. And then I got other people to come with me and say, don't scream at them, don't ball in school, just pray in the Spirit. And we'd pray in the Spirit and shakaraba shandara, and we'd just pray in the Spirit and say, Father, you will be done. We want this to move. We want this to move. And um, a couple of, I don't know, months later, the guy who ran it took the whole neighborhood to court, lost. And then a couple of months later, he died. We didn't. We were shocked. He died. We didn't pray for him to die, but I think he wouldn't budge, and and he died. And that thing shut down. And then we began to do it outside other homes where there were brothels and places of pedophiles were living, etc. We would stand in a line, say nothing, shout, scream at them in the pray in the spirit, just watching the house and praying in a long line and just praying the spirit. And then the cops would come and they'd raid it and shut it down. And we've shut down two brothels, um, a drug den and a pedophile house. Just just by standing, praying in the spirit and manifesting as sons and not being complacent, yelling because the government's not doing anything, the police aren't doing anything, but we would stand and, and, and manifest as sons. And it works. It works every single time. We've done it so many times and it's worked. And now the, the sinkhole is gone because actually I called those things which do not exist as though they were. And I said, Father, let this thing be full and let this, this road be healthy and well. Let my neighborhood uh, reflect the fact that there are sons governing. And I drive through some other neighborhoods and it doesn't look like it's governing. You know, we've we've walked around um, places of worship for other religions where they've been um, doing some crazy stuff with youngsters and making them child brides and all types of crazy things. And we've walked and prayed in the spirit and laid hands on it with oil. And we've had two of those places of worship fall down. They actually broke and fell down, which is crazy. We never prayed that. We just said, Father, manifest your kingdom. And they fell down. They broke. They literally said that they became unstable and fell down. We've had the most crazy results from being sons who know how to manifest, sons who know how to walk in the fullness of who they are. So I want to encourage you today for this year, within your neighborhood, within your family, within your country. Stand firm and call us things which be not as though they are. Shalom, shalom.